Hussam Ailush, uh, we have to have him on more, is Executive Director of the Council on American-Islamic Relations Care for the Greater Los Angeles Area Chapter, and he has been since 1998. He frequently lectures on Islam, media relations, civil rights, hate crimes, and international affairs pertaining to American Muslims. He consistently has appeared in local, national, and international media advocating and articulating the mainstream Muslim position on various issues you've seen and heard him all day long, I'm sure. Uh, Hussam Ailush, welcome to the program. Uh, thank you for joining us, my friend. Thank Thank you for being with us. Thank you for having me, Leslie. Good to be on your show. Hussam, you know my husband, and this morning he woke me up and he said, they're quoting Hussam in the Washington Post, look, and he's showing me on the phone without my coffee. Mm. And um, and uh, then I, I, I watched uh, the, the footage of the uh, press conference. Uh, first of all, Hussam, so that people understand, uh, a lot of people may have not heard your name for the first time, but maybe seen you for the first time. Um, you, you were helping to guide the suspects' families, who are, have been completely, it seems, blindsided by the actions of their son, daughter, brother, brother-in-law, uh, in, in speaking to the, to the press and to uh, telling people of uh, these individuals and their knowledge or lack of knowledge of how this could have occurred, correct? Absolutely. And it's, it's more than blindsided. I would say they were devastated. I mean, the, the gentleman broke down in my office several times crying. Because, you know, on one hand, they are related to somebody who had just committed a, a barbaric, horrendous uh, crime. And, and they felt not guilty, but they felt, you know, how can we let people know that we share their sorrow, we, we share their the prayers and, and, the, and the heartfelt, uh, uh, you know, condolences to the families. Hussam. There are, and, and you know, everything I ask you, and I heard people being careful, you know, saying, you know, are these two people Muslim and things like that, um, so that people understand, because I know this to be true, that whether you're a Christian, a Jew, or a Muslim, it is a sin to commit suicide, it is a sin to murder, correct? Absolutely. It's a sin to harm an animal, let alone a life. Life has a sanctity given by God, and to take an innocent life is, is, is just a, one of the most serious sins in Islam. When you first heard about this, if you can be candid, were you hoping and praying that there would not be a Muslim name when they released the name of the suspects? Absolutely. I mean, like all Muslims nowadays, when we hear about these tragic shootings, uh, we, we, of course, immediately feel the pain as parents. Uh, you know, my wife works in Riverside, my kids go to school in Corona. So too close to home. This is a few miles away from where we live. So initially, my first reaction is, you know, I hope my, my family is safe. When I made sure they're safe, I just re- remember that, you know, whoever uh, was killed or, or wounded there, there are someone's loved one, someone's father or mother or brother or sister or son. And then the second reaction always comes, like, I hope whoever committed this crime did not use the name of religion and specifically the name of Islam, uh, because... We live at a time when there are those who are trying to exploit this very tragic event and other events to advance their own bigotry Correct. against Islam and Muslims. And, and like all Muslims, we, 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 you know, that, that prayer, I guess, didn't get answered, and it turned out that the suspects both uh, claimed to be Muslims. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll continue our discussion with Hussam Ailush, Executive Director of the Council on American-Islamic Relations, CARE, the Greater Los Angeles Area Chapter. He has been in touch with the families of the suspects, and he's going to tell us what um, he knows uh, about these individuals, and we'll talk more about the repercussions 
uh, in the Islamic community here in America. We'll be back right after this. on the Leslie Marshall Show. Now, you've heard me talk about Super Beats. They're the circulation superfood. I have it every day. And I love hearing from those of you that have tried it. Mark in Texas writes, I'm a Super Beats addict. Super Beats gives me energy and the alertness I need. Thank you, Leslie. I trusted you and it works. Ralph also tweeted, Leslie, it does work. I feel better, more energy, and I get more done. There are a lot of people out there and you could be one of them, whether you write to me, you tweet me, or email me. Super Beats can make a difference for you. It's made a difference for me and it's time for you to try it, you get that first canister free. Super Beets is loaded with vegetable dietary nitrates that boost nitric oxide levels in your body, and that equals an increase in energy and stamina without stimulants. Dietary nitrates are incredible for supporting healthy blood pressure as well. Super Beets now comes in black cherry flavor, so if taste was holding you back, then, well... You have no excuse. I feel so confident offering this to you. And Super Beats says, okay, Leslie, here's what we're going to do for your listeners. Log on to LeslieLovesBeats.com. Click the order button. And when you place that order, that's right next to my picture, or you can call 800-305-6011, you'll get one free Super Beats canister. That's an extra 30-day supply, a free Beat the Odds book, free shipping and handling. So remember, go to LeslieLovesBeats.com today. Click the order button next to my picture. That's LeslieLovesBeats.com or 800-305-6011. That number again, call now before it ends, 800-305-6011. Talking with Hussam Ailoush, Executive Director of the Council on American Islamic Relations Care, the Greater Los Angeles Area Chapter. We are talking about the uh, terrible uh, heinous, uh, murderous uh, shooting uh, spree yesterday. We don't know motive yet. It is becoming clearer now. Uh, Hussam Ailoush, thank you for holding and welcome back. Um, thank you for having me. Hussam, there are people out there, and I know you've heard this. You've heard it on radio. You've seen it on television, whether it's right-wing television. Uh, you know, quite frankly, I, I've been shocked at some of the things that have happened on uh, you know, some of the people that, you know, you and I know that have been Muslim on CNN saying this is not about Islam. I think Don Lemon asked Arsalan Iftar uh, if, uh, if 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 he supported terrorism or something absolutely uh, insane. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and also we've seen this even on MSNBC, which is supposed to be more of a liberal and, uh, you know, sans Joe Scarborough, but liberal and uh, progress- progressive uh, news outlet. Um there are people out there who some that say, why don't the Muslim community, why doesn't the Muslim community do something about this? And I want you to speak to this because I constantly will say, what can they do? These people didn't call anybody or go into the mosque and say, hey, guess what we're going to do at the holiday party? I mean, these things are done secretly. Nobody shares that they're being radicalized. And one of the things that I'm learning, and I think we're all learning about those who are radicalized, is they're, they're usually kind of loners from many of their family and certainly any kind of social circle of friends. Exactly. I mean, the, the problem is someone can ask the same question to maybe white Christians. What are you doing to address shooters like the ones in Colorado Springs? It can't. You can't do much. I mean, these are lone people, loners. These are people who act in, in, without sharing that information. They don't leave signs. They don't tell people they're planning on doing, which is in itself a sign that there's no acceptance, there's no public acceptance or wide acceptance for such behavior. Let's keep in mind, there are 1.6 billion Muslims in the world. That's with a B. Uh, most overwhelmingly, most of them uh, reject any form of, of, of harming of innocent people, any, any attempt to abuse the name of the religion to advance violence and, and hatred. But there are people who 
because of their views, because of uh, some mess that they have in their understanding of religion, the way it exists in every other religion, to, to con- expect American Muslims or Muslims at large to be responsible for such fringe elements is, is immoral and it's unfair. Nevertheless, with that said, American Muslims, of course, understand that there are many people who do not know what Islam stands for and what Muslims stand for. And, and they are subjected to, to a daily uh, barrage of, of anti-Muslim sentiment and, and rhetoric, blaming Islam for such violent acts. So we feel that there is a need, of course, to educate our fellow Americans uh, about the issue itself. So we, we, while we don't take responsibility in, in, a, in, in a way that we're guilty, we're not guilty because these, these criminals, these murderers, are acting on their own. They're not acting in the name of Islam, even if they falsely claim it sometimes. But nevertheless, we do feel it's important for us to reach out to our fellow Americans, to let them know what Islam stands for, and to let them know uh, that we all are in it together. There is no way we can overcome this by allowing bigots or murderous terrorists to divide us. If they do, then that's exactly that's exactly their goals, and we've let yes. them win. No, I, I, I agree with you, absolutely. When we um, hear from uh, witnesses after the uh, terrorism attack in Paris, there are people that said there were those that yelled, uh, Allah Akbar, God is great, uh, in Arabic. And um, in addition, uh, this is for Syria. There have been zero reports of any of that, of any of the survivors um, hearing any of uh, those utterings. Um, what does that indicate to you? Honestly, it is too soon, Leslie, to, 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 you know, to, be, to confirm exactly the motives. Uh, you know, m- maybe somebody would say that they heard it. It doesn't mean anything. You know, the KKK, carry, they carry crosses before they commit their hate crimes. It doesn't mean anything. It is, it, it is not a way to blame Christianity or symbols for that. Every day, over 1.6 billion Muslims repeat Allahu Akbar when, when they pray, when they give charity, when they have newborns. When they do good in helping others, that and, and if people have been to Muslim countries, when there's a call to prayer, that's what they're saying. Every they're day. saying God is great. Come God and pray. Drop to your knees before God. Exactly. Just because some somebody with a twisted mind chooses to misuse that symbol, that name of God, it doesn't mean God is bad. It doesn't mean that the symbol is bad. It doesn't mean that the religion is bad. It just means that that person was bad. And 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 we need to think that way. We need to be rational enough to continue to focus on the criminal themselves and their crimes, not on those who look like them or sound like them or have the same race, skin color, ethnicity, or religion. Hussam, there are those who will also say, as you know and you've heard, um, where's the outrage? Where's the outcry? Yet I will hear you, and I, I see in two seconds when something like this happens here or abroad, I see CARE. I see other uh, Muslim Public Affairs Council. I see you know, uh, American uh, Muslim uh, organizations, American Muslim individuals and groups. I see international organizations, leaders of Muslim countries uh, denounce the terrorism, say you know, we are praying for the families, uh, you know, we are willing to help in any way. We know that some of the first responders in San Bernardino um, are Muslim. Uh, we know that there are, was a, a Muslim uh, young man, teenager, and his mother who were right next door to the shootings and were ducking under their dining room table, and they could have you know, ended up being the victims. And I, I, I raise this point because I, I wanted to know what you, and speaking on behalf of many of the Muslims in this country, uh, in your role as executive director of CARE, the Los Angeles chapter, what, what do you feel when people say that 
Or do you feel that you guys need to be bigger and louder if the point hasn't already gotten across to mainstream America? Well, the, the, there is there is the uh, what, what I hope, what I would, what I long to see one day, and that is no community should ever feel pressured to 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 make a comment about a crime committed by one criminal who pretends or assumes or seems to uh, to belong to that community, whether it's black or white or brown or Asian or, or Latino or Muslim or Arab or Christian. I, I hope. I long for the day, I dream of the day where we do not expect a community to have to condemn uh, because of the act of one person. But until that day comes, because I understand we're living in, in a different era, the, the reality is different than what we hope to be living in. The reality we live in is, is a world and, and a country where Islamophobia has a loud voice, and, and that voice has, has impact, where it has swayed how people think of Muslims. And because of that, American Muslims uh, have, have made it clear, have, after every attempt, every crime, every terrorist act that was blamed on Islam or committed by people who claim to be Muslim, to be at the forefront, to express what Muslims feel about this issue. And, and that sentiment is not different than what any average American feels. And if anyone doubts that, honestly, it's, 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 it's shameful that there will be a day that someone would doubt me as a parent who's worried about every other children, every other child, every other person's child. If anyone would doubt my, my wife, who's a public school teacher, uh, that she doesn't care about her children, or these doctors who are, as we speak now, uh, tending and, and helping many of the wounded people, many Muslim doctors today, Loma Linda Hospital and Arrowhead Hospital, who are helping with these uh, these these wounded people, they're injured. Yes, there and there are a number of Muslim physicians there. You know, my spoke, my my, my husband knows them. these people. Yes, and I spoke to a few of them this morning. They are outraged, uh, you know, heartbroken, right. uh, like everyone else. Nothing special. I mean, uh, American Muslims are like every person in America who has a heart, has a conscience, has has has, has mercy and compassion for these victims, and and complete outrage that anyone, anyone would find it in their heart uh, acceptable to shoot at innocent people to kill them, regardless what that person, that perpetrator's religion might be. It is just hard to imagine that anyone could excuse such uh, barbaric behavior. When something like this happens, as happened yesterday, or the attacks in Paris, do you and your family and those in the community receive uh, more threats, or does it depend on what part of the country you live in? Do you find perhaps more kindness from some, because some people know that um, there are angry individuals and mean individuals who will blame entire uh, swaths of, of, of people uh, from one religion or who have a certain skin color or women who dress a certain way wearing a hijab, for example? Unfortunately, after similar attacks, we always receive reports of, of death threats, uh, uh, vandalism against mosques, uh, Islamic institutes, schools, uh, Muslims, at, at, you know, people at, who are shopping, uh, at schools, at universities. Uh, you, know, the, the, you know, we are a diverse country, and the whole spectrum exists. We, we also have many who, who, who call us, contact us, visit us, and say, what can we do to, you know, coming to express their words of solidarity unity, uh, uh, compassion, and passion. 
for for, the, for for their wish to see a country that is united. So we deal with both. Uh, my inbox is filled with, with death threats, hate mail. Uh, you know, you could imagine the name calling that exists yes. about me, my family. Which is fine. We can, we can deal with this. No, no, it's not fine because you and your wife and your family didn't do this. No, what I meant is fine not because I accept it. It's, it's, it's because I understand there's a level of ignorance out there. It just reminds me of how much work ahead of us we have. Right. But, it, but you know, it takes two to tango. Basically, <coughs> the You ignore them. I know. I get, you know, in my profession, I, I get that. I mean, you know, sometimes yeah. my producers will say, why do you engage them? No, it's it, my, my father-in-law said, when you are an elephant, don't worry about the tiny chihuahua nipping at your ankles. But we're um, always obsessed thinking we can change the world and we can educate people. And sometimes it works, but many times it doesn't because some people, are their minds are set uh, on hating others no matter what. Speaking of that, we have someone named Donald Trump running for president mm-hmm. who has either answered in response to questions about, alluded to, or come right out and said things, and I'm going to list quite a few. One, closing mosques. Two, ID cards. Three, registering Muslims. Oh, and having religion on those ID cards. Somebody talked about armbands. There was another Republican that talked about internment camps like we had in World War II with Japanese Americans. Um, You know that I have a Jewish parent, a Christian parent, married into a Muslim family. Mm -hmm. And um, I know all too well, because I had relatives that died um, in the Holocaust, um, how one person, because we all know the Holocaust could not have happened without Adolf Hitler having been elected chancellor. One person can lead masses to commit heinous acts. Does the Muslim community... Do, do you think fear Donald Trump becoming president and some of these sensationalistic and, and bigoted uh, and racist proposals being carried out in the future? You know, there's always that concern. Uh, these are the times when you when you find out who the true leaders are, who are the ones who are leading the country uh, rather than leading their careers. Unfortunately, we have candidates today who are exploiting the fear the, the anxiety that exists in our country uh, by, by leading through fear-mongering, by, by leading through scapegoating a whole community, uh, by turning a whole community into their punching bag or maybe the stepping stone for their political career. This is not a sign of leadership. This is a sign of selfish, immoral uh, uh, behavior uh, that, that is not expected from a leader. I hope, I hope and I, I, I do believe uh, most people in America, most of my fellow Americans, can differentiate maybe between populism, exploitation of fear, and between true leadership. This is not, I'm not here trying to endorse any, any of the candidates, but I'm, I'm hoping that all of us, when it comes to voting, it's, it's one thing to be entertained by that rhetoric or maybe feel good about that fear-mongering, but it's another thing to make sure that we choose those who unite our country, not polarize our country. And those who understand that today America is the superpower of the world, We're, we don't need to only lead in America. We need to lead the whole, the rest of the world. The rest of the world looks at our example. We do constitute the most diverse and most pluralistic country in the world today. What we do here impacts and sends a message, a positive message, hopefully, to the rest of the world. But when we have such pseudo or failed leaders playing in, into people's fears and people's raw fields of anxiety and anger, uh, we, we're not only failing 
uh, uh, our position, but we're failing the American public. We're failing our country. Uh, absolutely, no, no question about that. Well, uh, one last minute, Hussam, I give it to you. Whatever you want, everyone listening to us worldwide um, to hear. Again, this is this is the time for us to be in solidarity, as we face a big challenge that is not new and unfortunately will not end. You know, we live in a different world today. We will be seeing violent acts committed by different people for different reasons, different pretexts and excuses. The response is not to react uh, to fear with with fear and, and paranoia. The response is to be more united, to understand that we're all in it together, not as Muslim versus Christians or Muslims versus Jews, but as Muslims, Christians, Jews, Buddhists, atheists, Hindus, Sikh, everybody against criminals, no matter what claim they make, no matter what excuse they bring up, we are united because we will not allow for their fear-mongering, their terrorization, their intimidation to divide us as a nation and force us to change our way of life. Hassan, you know I love you dearly. I appreciate you being with us today, and my thoughts uh, are out to uh, your family and everyone uh, in the Muslim community, not just here in the Los Angeles area, but throughout the country. I hope that people understand that if we hate an entire group of people for the actions of a few, we are no better than the murderers themselves. Hussam Ailoush, Executive Director of the Council on American Islamic Relations, CARE, the Greater Los Angeles Chapter. Uh, and uh, like I said, you can follow him on Twitter at Hussam, A-H-U-S-S-A-M-A, the website care.com, C-A-I-R. And by the way, um, threatening somebody's life, he has emails and things like that, it's in writing, it's illegal, it's a felony, you can be arrested. People that have threatened my life will be glad to tell you about their conversations and interviews with the FBI. So grow up and stop proving the adage violence begets violence to be true.